You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's take you around the league with a three-time Super Bowl champion who won those rings with the Patriots. Started his career in New Orleans after he was a playmaker for the California Golden Bears. Gerard Cherry, the former NFL safety who Nick was kind enough to reach out to. And Gerard has played many roles after his outstanding career among them as a talk show host in Cleveland for ESPN Radio 850 AM. Gerard, let's start with the winless Browns. When you look at Hugh Jackson in the front office, what changes could be coming and should be coming, in your view, in the offseason? Well, there will probably be wholesale changes coming, but this is going to shock you. I hope they don't come. And <laughs> You're probably saying, what the heck is wrong with you? But the Browns are a special situation and condition. I know the record doesn't speak well for you or Sashi keeping their job, and Sashi obviously is the GM. But I just think you're in a situation with the Browns where you just got to have consistency for consistency's sake because you're going to, once again, bring in a new regime. That new regime is going to fire everybody and going to start all over again. And when you go in a situation where you pretty much get rid of anyone over the age of 30 outside of Joe Thomas and a couple other players and start with a young group of rookies and first- and second-year players, you're asking for trouble. And that's what they've got these past two seasons. Gerard, when you look at the fact of uh, Coach Hugh Jackson has come out several times and said that he wanted to make certain moves. He wanted to get certain players. We know about the Deshaun Watson issue recently. Well, the I, I guess the flub on whatever email or fax to get a A.J. McCarron, someone that he's familiar with, with the Cincinnati Bengals. What does that say when it appears as though the head coach in the front office can't get on the same page to write the ship as far as the personnel standpoint. It doesn't say a good message, that's for sure, Nick. That's a, it's a bad message. And, heck, you could make the argument that it is a viable offense, that you can't do a simplistic thing like turn a piece of paper in on time because that's your job to, to push papers and have things signed and checked off. So I feel you totally in that regard. And that is a problem. And one of the things that I've noticed, since I've been in Cleveland, is that whenever the situation comes about where the head coach and the front office are not on the same page, people get fired. So that doesn't bode well for you or Sashi if they can't come across to the public and in private, as well as to the owner when they have their conversations with them, that they are on the same page. Because that has been the case with the past four regimes that I've covered, that if you're not on the same page, he lets you go, that being Mr. Haslam. Taking it around the league with Gerard Cherry, the former NFL safety. Let's take you back to your experience winning those rings in New England. Tom Brady playing tremendous football. He's right there with Carson Wentz in the MVP race, and he's 40 years old. But, Gerard, I'll give you the grandest cliche of them all. Father time is undefeated. Do you think Brady can really continue to play at a high level until he's 45? Yes, I really do. And I am a Tom Homer, so you're going to get a bias. (laughs) <laughs> objective answer for me from the get-go. <laughs> so that's just how I roll with Tom Brady. But the truth of the matter is the way the quarterback position is set up now, barring a serious injury or some fluke or tackle going the wrong way on him, yeah, he can play the 45. He's that encouraged. He's that motivated. And the protection that's in place, I mean, Aaron Rodgers would disagree with me right now, but with the protection that the quarterbacks have and how the game is much easier than when Nick and I played, in my opinion, as far as all the things that let receivers and quarterbacks get away with in order to increase the scoring opportunities, I don't see why he couldn't play into his mid-40s. If he has a desire, he's proven that, hey, he's capable of doing anything on the football field. 
Roy, we, we continue to see the Patriots do it year in, year out. And we're talking about Tom Brady being 40 and, and how much longer can he play at this particular level. But I'll ask you this, as a guy who spent time in that New England organization, take take us behind the curtain, if you will, because over the years, even when I played, even now, you always hear about the Patriots' way. Well, what 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 is that? Is that just something that uh, Bill Belichick kind of created, or is that something that really does exist? It, it certainly is a mind state. And to be frank with you, Nick, if you look at your career and how you approach ball and what you're able to do with the Jets as well, Denver, you have that same mind state as well. You're going to do whatever you need to do to be a team player, get things done, and make it happen. And what Bill does a great job of doing to this day is finding guys who love football, and I would say more so than what comes with football. And what I mean by that is you have guys who love playing, but they're more caught up in the cars, the nightlife, the fanfare, and things of that nature more so than, hey, I simply love playing football. Yeah, I appreciate those things, and I would definitely take advantage of them and will partake in certain aspects of it. But when push comes to shove, I'm a football player first, and I want to get the job done. I want to make things happen. I have a sense of pride about me and a ability and a belief that I have something to prove on a regular basis. No matter if we're winning or if we're losing, I'm still going to go out there and perform at my highest level. So he does a masterful job, Bill, that is, of locating those guys and assembling a team around that mindset. He's Nick Ferguson in for Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber. Gerard Sherry, former NFL safety, is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Gerard, you played for the Saints. As you think about their renaissance this year, how much are you buying them at this stage of the season? Yes, they've had an incredible eight-game winning streak after back-to-back losses to start the year, but they gave up a ton of points at home against Washington, and now they've been hit hard by injuries in the secondary heading into a matchup against the high-powered Rams offense. Well, to their credit, they found some defense, and when the defense and the offense are able, and well with special teams, play complementary football, great things happen. And that's what you've seen these past few weeks. And to the offense's credit, they didn't quit when the defense was giving up point after point after point to the Redskins. So I do like their chances. But if I was really to say who I really, really, really think is going to make it happen in the NFC, I'm going to side with the Vikings over the Eagles and the Saints. I just think what they're doing on defense is so special and that even with Chase Keenum not being celebrated as the next Tom Brady, but just a game manager, I think he's doing a phenomenal job, and I believe that that team will be a force to be reckoned with, especially if they find a way to get, well, they're indoors now, so it doesn't matter if they get home to the families, but they're not playing them. So I just think that a better football team out there, and I really like what's taking place in Minnesota, but I do appreciate what's going on in New Orleans and that they finally had a defensive match Sean's great offensive play calling. You know what, Gerard, yeah, as a defender myself, former defender myself, I find that very interesting. You sided with the Minnesota Vikings and what they've been able to do defensively in Coach Zimmer, opposed to Jim Schwartz and what they have been kind of really doing on the defensive side. Because I still think, you know, Philly, they have some veterans on that team and guys like Fletcher Cox that can still, in that wide nine, you know, get after the quarterback. And knowing as though Carson Wentz has been playing sensational in his in his second year, very, very impressive so much that we're now looking at him as a possible, you know, front runner, close neck and neck with Tom Brady uh, to be the league MVP. But what is it that you see that is a little different with the Minnesota defense that you're not seeing in Philly? 
Yeah, it's probably me just being biased because I'm mad Wentz is not in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> that, now, now the truth comes out. <laughs> but yeah, to their credit, they are doing a phenomenal job as well in June Sports. Left Detroit, he's making things happen as a coordinator. Instantly, and yeah, that ball in two is just. Ah, and I and I played for Philadelphia at one point in time too, so that's another bias that we're in here because I wanted to go back there and they didn't invite me back, so that's probably more than anything. See, now, <laughs> now with, with with what you just said, putting Minnesota ahead of them, then they may listen to that and may not invite you back anymore. See, you just made it worse. <laughs> Come on, now, I'm trying to help you out. No, man, you can have a few years ago. Yeah, kind words, Nick, but Gerard's got bills to pay. Gerard, we appreciate you taking the time. I saved this for the end. It should not slant our friendship that is developing here. I went to Stanford, but I called your games in college for Sports Channel Pacific. Uh, I, I remember. Right now. Nice talking to y'all. Ah, don't say goodbye yet. I remember how good you were for the Golden Bears. And if memory serves, you went to Berkeley High School as well. Did you consider Stanford at all, or you knew you were staying in the East Bay? Uh, funny thing is, I actually did consider Stanford, but being the knucklehead that I was, as I tried to jog my memory of what, what happened, I didn't properly, I believe, fill out an application. Well, that would help, Gerard. That's the first step. (laughs) (laughs) That's the test. If you can actually get into Stanford, can you fill out the paperwork correctly? I was like, that's way too much work, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, it was fun calling your games a million years ago in the mid-90s. Congratulations on a great career. We enjoyed the conversation. Hope to chat with you again on the NFL on TuneIn. All right, take care, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.